Well, what's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. We got an episode slam-packed for you today um, on Monday, June 10th. So, news, as you know, to start this off, um, Microsoft announced a new Xbox console codenamed Project Scarlet. And I'm excited for this. Um... I mean, I know I'm behind. I mean, I have the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One, but I'm uh, behind since I don't have the One S or the One X. But I'm excited because maybe, just maybe, I'll get a new uh, an upgrade in the Xbox console gaming life. So, who knows? I mean, my Xbox One is still running pretty smoothly. It cuts on by itself every now and then. Gets a little freaky, so. But, you know, it it is what it is, so. I'm just, I mean, and this is going to be released alongside with um, um, Halo Infinite, so that's something to look out for as well. And I'm ex- uh, like I said, I'm just excited to see where this new Xbox console is going to take us. And we'll see where it progresses because the Xbox naming system has not been the greatest. I mean, we started with Xbox, the original Xbox. Then we went to Xbox 360 for some reason. And then we went to Xbox One. So I guess we're getting away from the numbers now unless they change the name of it from unless they literally unless they legitimately change the name of this from project scarlet to something else but you know <clears throat> not a big deal uh i mean it's a big deal to the video gaming world but you know it is what it is um hope solo the famed u.s goalkeeper from the 2015 women's world cup champion u.s team who has been kicked off the team because of off-field incidents that she had in previous years um she said the u.s women's national team head coach jill ellis cracks under the pressure and i don't see how that's possible literally because jill ellis has proved i mean She's won a World Cup with this team. She won a World Cup with you for, I mean, with Hope Solo, for one. I mean, but I don't understand how you can say she cracks under pressure. The U.S. Women's National Team is one of the be- is the one of the best soccer teams in the women's game. I don't understand how you can say she cracks under the pressure. There's hasn't really been that much pressure under her. I mean, shoot, they had a massive, they had a unbeaten 2018. Granted, they lost in France in a friendly in, I believe it was January or something. But they did that to prepare for this World Cup. So I don't understand what the problem is here. There's got to be something eating at her. I, I, did, I don't know what Hope Solo is thinking here. It's very unprofessional, and you just 
don't want to see it from a goalie who was one of the all-time greats for the U.S. <clears throat> it's just, it's not something you want to see in the game. It really isn't. But moving on, um, another kind of video gaming news. Um, Google has a video game streaming service called Stadia coming in November. Um, really don't, I mean, I don't know how to feel about this. They said it's supposed to be like Netflix, but for video games. And I don't, I, I, this idea seems crazy to me. I mean, I don't, maybe it's, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But this just doesn't seem like a great idea. I mean, I don't, I really don't know what to say about this. I mean, streaming video games, how does that work exactly? I, 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 I really just don't know how to analyze this because I, I don't think I can really say much about this. I mean, I don't have enough knowledge about this, this, this service that's, I mean, it's not even out. I mean, it's a, it's not even being released on a full scale yet. It's just being released in, um, on a limited scale on like Chromecasts. Um, so I, I don't have enough background knowledge to be able to comment on this any further. So we're going to move on to our next news topic, which is forgiveness does a lot for the person that is extending the forgiveness. And it's I've been shown that it can lead to a reduction in your blood pressure levels too. So, I mean, this goes hand in hand with, um, um, don't, I mean, don't be, don't have, don't hold in your anger or your hate. Just forgive, move on. It's good for you not to have too much anger and hate in your life because that causes stress and that can cause more health problems down the road, which you don't want to deal with. And I know that's not fun for anyone. If you it just just a simple act of forgiveness and you can move and you'll be able to move on and you won't have to deal with all these health problems that can come with holding things in and being angry and being spiteful and being hateful. It's just not what you want to see. I mean, you just if the world could learn to forgive and I'm sure we could learn how to forgive better. Um, but if the world could learn to forgive on an easier level, then I guarantee you the world would be a better place because there wouldn't be so much anger and so much hatred. And this is that's what leads to the violence that you see in our world nowadays. I just... Uh, it's, it's, it's getting to a point where it's ridiculous. And if we just, if we just forgive people for doing some heinous crime or it just, any even the little things, then maybe we can start to move forward as a society for the better. 
Um, and forgiveness is definitely the start of that. You, you definitely don't want to be holding in your anger and hatred. I can tell you that from firsthand. It's not, it's not pretty. It can be, it, it's, it's volatile really. If you just hold in hatred and anger, it, it's really not good for you. So forgive people, move on and just make sure you're living your life to your fullest. Um, but on a sad note, um, Red Sox legend Big Poppy or David Ortiz was shot and wounded yesterday in the Dominican Republic. And this is a little this is sad to see because he was such a great player and you hate to see a man go down like this. I mean it's crazy that this happened. And it, I believe they said it was at an amusement center too. Um but uh, let's see if we can get the full story. Uh, he, they say he's in stable condition, so that's good. Um, he was shot at a club. He's out of surgery. Um, stable, but in intensive care. Uh, let's They say, okay, so here's what the, here's what the authorities are saying. They're saying he was ambushed by a man who got off a motorcycle and shot him in the back at nearly point blank range around 8:50 in Domin- the Dominican Republic time yesterday, last night. Um, they apparently they identified the gunman who is a 25-year-old, and they say he was captured and beaten by a crowd of people at the bar. And they say he was suffered a cranium contusion, trauma to his thorax, trauma on his left knee, and trauma on his right leg. So, um, who knows if he was actually the target, but this is, eh, this sucks to see. It really does. Um, so we I hope uh, we hope he gets better and we don't want to see him ever, um hurt any longer. He was such a great player. So and he was a, he's a great he's fun to listen to on Fox's baseball coverage or pregame baseball coverage, but <sighs> thoughts go out to you man. We hope you get better David and we hope to be seeing you around real soon because we, we don't, we don't need to see you hurt buddy. So, all right, enough of the news for today. Um, let's move on to our world cap, uh, women's world cup re- review from yesterday. Italy decided to upset Australia and Sam Kerr. Australia seemed to dominate with 17 attempts to five, six to three corners they, there were a lot of offsides in this game. There were 12 total. 57% possession for Australia. 79% pass accuracy to 59% for Italy. And there were four yellows given out, three to Italy. And I, I, this kind of shocks me. I didn't think Italy would be able to beat Australia in their first World Cup in 20 years. So, anyway, <clears throat> um. Brazil took down Jamaica three to nothing. 
Brazil created more attempts. It was 17 to 13, had more corners, 10 to 3, 58% percent possession. <coughs> um 78% pass accuracy to 68% for Jamaica, and there were three yellows given out in the game, two to Brazil. No red cards here. Um, England decided to take down Scotland 2-1 to one in the last game yesterday. England was the better team. 14-8 to eight in attempts, 9-2 to two in corners, 56% ball possession for England, 84% pass accuracy to 77% for Scotland, and Scotland had the only two yellows cards in the game. So Group C is setting up to be fantastic. Um, group D could be interesting. Today we only have two games. At noon on FS1, we have the last game of Group D for the first day or for the first match day, and that's Argentina and Japan. This has a chance to be a sneaky one. Japan has been rebuilding in the past, in the, in the past couple years. So Argentina could sneak in there, but I think Japan walks away with this win. I'm not, like I said, I don't know these teams as well. So I'm not going to offer my prediction on what could happen. So we're going to leave that alone. Um, at 3 o'clock on FS1, we have our first game of Group E. Um, Canada takes on Cameroon. And Canada is going to be a strong team. Christy Sinclair is about to break the record for most goals scored. By, and that is held by U, the U.S.'s Abby Wambach. So she's definitely going to be a player to watch for in this tournament. Um you definitely got to keep an eye on her because she makes Canada go. Canada doesn't have very many stars, but they have a good team. And a good team can always upset anyone at any moment. So I, I see Canada walking away from this with the win and get Group E started with a bang. Um, Let's see. Should we stay with soccer? <clears throat> nah. Um, so a, a recap of Stanley cup finals game six last night, there was no trophy raised. We have the two greatest words in sports in the greatest playoffs that in professional sports for the greatest trophy in professional sports game seven for the Stanley cup for Lord Stanley's cup. This is going to be fun. And we'll preview that on Wednesday. But this, like I like I said, this is going to be fun. Bruins and Blues for the title on Wednesday night. Game seven. Lay it all out on the line. I kind of hope it goes to overtime just so we have an overtime winner. But we'll see about that when we get there. Um, but last night, the Bruins outshot the Blues 39 or 32 to 29. The Bruins only won 41% of their faceoffs. So they didn't really do that, and there were 30 combined penalty minutes because there were just penalties handed out left and right. Um, and also, the Bruins were out hit 27 to 29, so the Blues were laying out some hits too. So it was a very physical game. It was very chippy. It honestly felt a little like a Game 7. And, well, now that we actually have a Game 7, this is going to be fun. But like I said, we'll preview that on Wednesday when 
Game 7 rolls around. Um, NBA Finals, Game 5 is tonight. Um, the Raptors are looking to close it out on their home court with Drake there on the sideline waiting to celebrate their first championship, presumably. Um, Kevin Durant practiced yesterday with his, with the team and, um, uh, he is questionable for tonight. So I honestly don't expect Kevin Durant to play tonight, which obviously hurts them. But, um, I just, I, I think the Raptors close it out tonight. The Warriors just haven't looked like the Warriors of old, and I think the Warriors dynasty ends tonight. I think Clay's gone, or he should be, because he wants more money. Um, KD, mm, that's a toss-up whether he's gone or not, so we'll see. But I, I, I just see the... Raptors getting through tonight and finally breaking the curse, the Drake curse. It's unbelievable the curse that this man has put on other teams and programs and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's honestly unreal. So maybe this this breaks the Drake curse tonight by the Raptors winning the NBA Finals. So who knows, but... We'll 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 have to tune in tonight to see what happens. You know, you never know what can happen. So, moving on, baseball super regionals. We had uh, let's see, five teams go clinch their spot in the College World Series. Vanderbilt crushed Duke. Thankfully, happy to hear that. Um, Texas Tech took down Oklahoma State. That was a great game to watch. Florida State took down LSU in two games. Um, Florida State, ACC team looking dangerous. I mean, you know, you don't know. Uh, Mississippi State took down Stanford last night. Wasn't really that close. Um, Michigan. How about Michigan taking down UCLA? The number one national seed gone in the Supers. Um, this is what I wanted. I said I didn't want UCLA to win both the softball and the baseball national championships, and I got my wish. So, But we have two game threes today. Um, at 1 o'clock on ESPN2, Auburn versus UNC. Winner goes to the College World Series. Come on, Tar Heels. I said y'all would win this Super Regional, so prove me right, please. And then at 4 o'clock on ESPN2, our last ticket punched will be Ole Miss versus Arkansas. And I, like I said, I neither game has been close in this series, but I expect that to change today. I, I think you're very well going to see a very a close dogfight between Ole Miss and Arkansas. Um, so it's going to be a fun day. It's going to be a fun two games of baseball to watch. That I would – very much agree with this. I mean, shoot, Auburn, North Carolina, both games have been very interesting to watch, actually. But, you know, Florida State also walked off in the, ooh, what was it, bottom of the 12th, I believe, to beat LSU last night or yesterday. So, but anyway, 
that's that's the re- recap. We'll look at the College World Series as it comes up because it doesn't start till Saturday. But UEFA Nations League finished yesterday. Um, England beat the Netherlands in the third place game on penalties, and that game looked like a third place game. Not gonna lie, there didn't look to be that much interest in winning the game. Um. And, and the fact there's extra time for that third place game is kind of dumb. I mean, it really is. There's no need for that. Just go straight to penalties because no one really wants to be there that long, extra, that even more time than they already are. But anyway, Portugal took down the Netherlands in the championship to raise the title or raise the trophy yesterday. So. Portugal takes the first ever UEFA Nations League, and they wanted it very badly, clearly, since they decided to host the finals. But um, it overall, I think in its first year, that was a rousing success. That was a great tournament. The UEFA Nations League is a success and could be a blueprint for the U.S. the U.S.'s confederation, CONCACAF, to be able to put this in place. That was absolutely fantastic to watch. Um, this, I mean, and if you don't know what it is, the UEFA Nations League has all 55 UEFA teams or countries that fall under UEFA and separates them out into four different leagues based on how you qualified or no, based on your rank in the world and in UEFA. And each one has, um, certain amount of groups there's four groups in each and depending on the league you're in you can have three or four in your group but and you can get promoted and relegated in the nation's league so that's it's an over overall i don't think i think uefa got this right a hundred percent this tournament is absolutely fantastic it's not going to be i mean ESPN considered it a major tournament for Portugal or a major title for Portugal, but I still think we're working on that. I mean, the Concacaf Nations League probably isn't going is not going to feel anywhere close to as big as the UEFA Nations League, but I still think it's a step in the right direction. Get rid of these needless international friendlies that just don't really do anything for your competitiveness. I mean. If you want everybody to be competitive in your region, then you need tournaments like these where there's something on the line, where there's something at stake. There's something you want to win. Um, But, you know, like I said, overall, an absolutely fantastic first year of the UEFA Nations League. And we'll see if the CONCACAF Nations League can live up to the hype that that created come this fall and we'll see if the u.s can get to the concacaf nations league finals in march of next year but uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see well and speaking of the u.s men's national team they played venezuela in an international friendly yesterday um i'm not happy about that performance that was an absolutely horrible performance going into the gold cup I understand Michael Bradley, Christian Pulisic, Josie Altador didn't play the first half. Um, Tyler Adams 
still hasn't joined the team yet. I understand that wasn't our uh, absolute starting 11 going into the Gold Cup, but that performance does not give me confidence going into the Gold Cup at all, really. I mean, that was just not – it was not fun to watch. It was – I mean, Venezuela just completely destroyed us in the first half. Picked us – Zach Steffen made an absolutely horrible mistake. Um, uh, I like – Greg Burhalter was right when he said that two of those goals that Venezuela scored were needless and that and absolutely dumb to give up. And I completely 100% agree. That team does not look like a team that can win the Gold Cup at all. Venezuela has never made a World Cup. And that's that's concerning for me as a US soccer fan going into the CONCACAF Gold Cup that starts on Saturday with the U.S.'s first game next Tuesday. Um, but that's just – that they've got to get their – they've got to get their crap together. That's for sure. I mean, I just – that was just unacceptable to watch, dude. Uh, the U.S., that was embarrassing a little bit. It was. It was disappointing, embarrassing, and I don't like the way this team has been playing since they missed the World Cup almost two years ago or a year, oh, a little over a year and a half ago now. Oh, geez, man. But maybe we'll get some revenge against Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago in the second game of the Gold Cup, in our second game in the group stage of the Gold Cup, but We'll get to the Gold Cup. We'll we'll start previewing that on Saturday when it starts. So, because the first uh, games are at the Rose Bowl, Group A, Mexico is playing somebody. Uh, we'll like I said, but we'll we'll preview that later on Saturday. Um, so, lastly, some softball transfer news. Thank God I get to see some softball news. Um, but. Kalen Arnold, the pitcher from Tennessee, has decided to transfer from Tennessee to Florida State. And with Megan King now graduated from Florida State, this pitching they, this pitching staff might be renewed again. I mean, Kalen Arnold's not the uh, Kalen Arnold is by no means Megan King, but Kalen Arnold is she's a good pitcher. Not not necessarily. She can have. She has her moments where she can make um, great pitches and whatnot. But you know, I I don't know if I see this making Florida State a national championship contender next year. Um, we're just gonna have to see what pans out. I mean, there's still more transfers. I mean, the transfer portal is being lit up right now. Um, so another transfer that made headlines for me personally, um, UVA's Haley Busby is transferring from Virginia to Oklahoma state. And that's incredible because, um, I was reading the article that said that she was transferring to Oklahoma state and, they seem to have found us replacement for Maddie Sue Montgomery there. In, so, uh, 
And Busby can hit. I mean, I'm pretty sure she was an All-American, if I'm not mistaken. So, Oklahoma State just picked up a very good hitter, too. Um, and UVA just lost a huge hitter, too, uh, as well. But, you know, the transfer portal is having a huge impact on the game of softball right now. <clears throat> and also, with that, the last... Trans well, this isn't a transfer yet, but Virginia Tech's Carrie Eberly, the ACC pitcher of the year, has entered the transfer portal after saying she wasn't she wanted to be a hokey. And she wants she graduated in three years. She wants to um what did I read? Um she wants to find a grad she wants to have a graduate degree in biology. And she said, I don't, she, apparently she, I guess she doesn't know if she wants to be a bio or a grad bio major at Virginia Tech, which is very interesting now. Cause I mean, the ACC pitcher of the year is possibly transferring out of Virginia Tech. Now they, Virginia Tech still has Keely Rochard in the circle, but this would be a huge loss for Virginia Tech if they lost the ACC pitcher of the year. I mean, the Virginia transfers, man, that that's going to hurt the Virginia programs. Um, but, you know, that's all in the name of the game now. The transfer portal is a huge deal now. It's changing the world of softball, and we've got to be ready to adjust to it. But thank you for listening to this podcast today. We'll have new content tomorrow, so see you then.